book six chapter four of history of the reformation in the sixteenth century volume two by jean henri mel d'aubigné translated by henry beveridge this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four at rome everything necessary for the condemnation of the defender of the liberty of the church was prepared men had long lived there in arrogant security the monks of rome had long accused leo x of devoting himself to luxury and pleasure and of spending his whole time in hunting theatricals and music while the church was crumbling to pieces at last through the clamour of dr eck who had come from leipzig to invoke the power of the vatican the pope the cardinals the monks all rome awoke and bestirred themselves to save the papacy rome in fact was obliged to adopt the severest measures the gauntlet had been thrown down and the combat was destined to be mortal luther attacked not the abuses of the roman pontificate but the pontificate itself at his bidding the pope was humbly to descend from his throne and again become a simple pastor or bishop on the banks of the tiber all the dignitaries of the roman hierarchy were required to renounce their riches and worldly glory and again become elders or deacons of the churches of italy all the splendour and power which had for ages dazzled the west behoved to vanish away and give place to the humble and simple worship of the primitive christians these things god could have done and will one day do but they were not to be expected from men even should a pope have been disinterested enough and bold enough to attempt the overthrow of the ancient and sumptuous edifice of the romish church thousands of priests and bishops would have rushed forward to its support the pope had received power under the express condition of maintaining whatever was entrusted to him rome deemed herself appointed of god to govern the church and no wonder therefore that she was prepared with this view to adopt the most decisive measures and yet at the outset she did show hesitation several cardinals and the pope himself were averse to severe proceedings leo had too much sagacity not to be aware that a decision the enforcement of which depended on the very dubious inclinations of the civil power might seriously compromise the authority of the church he saw moreover that the violent methods already resorted to had only increased the evil is it impossible to gain this saxon monk asked the politicians of rome would all the power of the church and all the wiles of italy be ineffectual for this purpose negotiation must still be attempted eck accordingly encountered formidable obstacles he neglected nothing to prevent what he termed impious concessions going up and down rome he gave vent to his rage and cried for vengeance the fanatical faction of the monks having immediately leagued with him he felt strong in this alliance and proceeded with new courage to importune the pope and the cardinals according to him all attempts at conciliation were useless the idea of it said he is only the vain dream of those who slumber at a distance from the sea but he knew the danger for he had wrestled with the audacious monk 
the thing necessary was to amputate the gangrened limb and so prevent the disease from attacking the whole body the blundering disputant of leipzig solves objections one after another and endeavours but finds it difficult to persuade the pope he wishes to save rome in spite of herself sparing no exertion he spent whole hours in deliberation in the cabinet of the pontiff and made application both to the court and the cloisters to the people and the church eck is calling to the depth of depths against me said luther and setting on fire the forests of lebanon at length he succeeded the fanatics in the councils of the papacy vanquished the politicians leo gave way and luther's condemnation was resolved eck began again to breathe and his pride felt gratified by the thought that his own efforts had procured the ruin of his heretical rival and thereby saved the church it was well said he that i came to rome at this time for little was known of luther's errors it will one day be seen how much i have done in this cause no one exerted himself so much in seconding dr eck as the master of the sacred palace sylvester masolini de prierio who had just published a work in which he maintained that not only to the pope alone appertained the infallible decision of all debatable points but also that papal ascendancy was the fifth monarchy of daniel and the only true monarchy that the pope was the prince of all ecclesiastical and the father of all secular princes the chief of the world and even in substance the world itself in another writing he affirmed that the pope is as much superior to the emperor as gold is to lead that the pope can appoint and depose emperors and electors establish and annul positive rights and that the emperor with all the laws and all the nations of christendom cannot decide the smallest matter contrary to the pope's will such was the voice which came forth from the palace of the sovereign pontiff such the monstrous fiction which in union with scholastic dogmas aimed at suppressing reviving truth had this fiction not been unmasked as it has been and that even by learned members of the catholic church there would have been neither true history nor true religion the papacy is not merely a lie in regard to the bible it is also a lie in regard to the annals of nations and hence the reformation by destroying its fascinating power has emancipated not only the church but also kings and nations the reformation has been described as a political work and in this secondary sense it truly was so thus god sent a spirit of delusion on the doctors of rome the separation between truth and error must now be accomplished and it is to error that the task is assigned had a compromise been entered into it must have been at the expense of truth for to mutilate truth in the slightest degree is to pave the way for her complete annihilation like the insect which is said to die on the loss of one of its antennae she must be complete in all her parts in order to display the energy which enables her to gain great and advantageous victories and propagate herself through coming ages to mingle any portion of error with truth is to throw a grain of poison into a large dish of food 
the grain suffices to change its whole nature and death ensues slowly it may be but yet surely those who defend the doctrine of christ against the attacks of its adversaries keep as jealous an eye on its farthest outposts as on the citadel itself for the moment the enemy gains any footing at all he is on the highway to conquest the roman pontiff determined at the period of which we now treat to rend the church and the fragment which remained in his hand however splendid soever it may be in vain endeavours under pompous ornaments to hide the deleterious principle by which it is attacked it is only where the word of god is that there is life luther however great his courage was would probably have been silent had rome been so and made some faint show of concession but god did not leave the reformation to depend on a weak human heart luther was under the guidance of a clearer intellect than his own the pope was the instrument in the hand of providence to sever every tie between the past and the future and launch the reformer on a new unknown and to him uncertain career and the difficult avenues to which he would if left to himself have been unable to find the papal bull was a writing of divorce sent from rome to the pure church of jesus christ as personified in him who was then her humble but faithful representative and the church accepted the writing on the understanding that she was thenceforth to depend on none but her heavenly head while at rome luther's condemnation was urged forward with so much violence a humble priest dwelling in one of the humble towns of helvetia and who had never had any correspondence with the reformer was deeply moved when he thought of the blow which was aimed at him while even the friends of the wittemberg doctor trembled in silence this mountaineer of switzerland was resolved to employ every means to stay the formidable bull his name was ulrich zwingli William de Fausson, who was secretary to the papal legate in Switzerland, and managed the affairs of Rome during the legate's absence, was his friend, and a few days before had said to him, "'While I live, you may calculate on obtaining from me everything that a true friend can be expected to give.' The Helvetian priest, trusting to this declaration, repaired to the Roman embassy. This, at least, may be inferred from one of his letters— for himself he had no fear of the dangers to which evangelical faith exposed him knowing that a disciple of jesus christ must always be ready to sacrifice his life all i ask of christ for myself said he to a friend to whom he was unbosoming his solicitude on luther's account all i ask is to be able to bear like a man whatever evils await me i am a vessel of clay in his hands let him break or let him strengthen me as seemeth to him good but the swiss evangelist had fears for the christian church should this formidable blow reach the reformer and he endeavoured to persuade the representative of rome to enlighten the pope and employ all the means in his power to prevent him from launching an excommunication at luther the dignity of the holy see itself said he to him is here at stake for if matters are brought to such a point germany in the height of her enthusiasm for the gospel and for its preacher will despise the pope and his anathemas 
the efforts of zwingli were in vain it appears indeed that when he was making them the blow had already been struck such was the first occasion on which the paths of the saxon doctor and the swiss priest met the latter we will again meet with in the course of this history and will see him gradually expanding and growing until he obtain a high standing in the church of the lord after luther's condemnation was at last resolved upon new difficulties arose in the consistory the theologians wished to proceed at once to fulmination whereas the lawyers were for beginning with a citation asking their theological colleagues was not adam first cited adam where art thou said the lord it was the same with cain the question asked him was where is thy brother abel these strange arguments drawn from scripture the canonists strengthened by appealing to the principles of the law of nature the certainty of a crime said they cannot deprive the criminal of his right of defence it is pleasing to find a sense of justice still existing in a roman consistory but these scruples did not suit the theologians who hurried on by passion thought only of proceeding to business with dispatch it was at length agreed that the doctrine of luther should be immediately condemned and that a period of sixty days should be granted to him and his adherents after which provided they did not retract they should all be ipso facto excommunicated de vio who had returned from germany in ill health was carried to the meeting that he might not lose this little triumph which carried with it some degree of consolation having been defeated at augsburg he longed to be able at rome to condemn the invincible monk before whom his knowledge finesse and authority had proved unavailing luther not being there to reply de vio felt himself strong a last conference which eck attended was held in presence of the pope himself in his villa at maliano on the fifteenth of june the sacred college resolved on condemnation and approved of the famous bull arise o lord said the roman pontiff speaking at this solemn moment as vicar of god and head of the church arise and be judge in thine own cause remember the insults daily offered to thee by infatuated men arise o peter remember thy holy roman church the mother of all churches and mistress of the faith arise o paul for here is a new porphyry who is attacking thy doctrines and the holy popes our predecessors arise in fine assembly of all the saints holy church of god and intercede with the almighty the pope afterwards quotes as pernicious scandalous and poisonous forty-one propositions in which luther had expounded the holy doctrine of the gospel among these propositions we find the following to deny that sin remains in an infant after baptism is to trample st paul and our lord jesus christ under foot a new life is the best and noblest penance to burn heretics is contrary to the will of the holy spirit etc the moment this bull is published continued the pope it will be the duty of the bishops to make careful search for the writings of martin luther which contain these errors and to burn them publicly and solemnly in the presence of the clergy and laity 
in regard to martin himself good god what have we not done imitating the goodness of the almighty we are ready even yet to receive him into the bosom of the church and we give him sixty days to transmit his retraction to us in a writing sealed by two prelates or what will be more agreeable to us to come to rome in person that no doubt may be entertained as to his submission meanwhile and from this moment he must cease to preach teach or write and must deliver his works to the flames if in the space of sixty days he do not retract we by these presents condemn him and his adherents as public and absolute heretics the pope afterwards pronounces a multiplicity of excommunications maledictions and interdicts against luther and all his adherents with injunctions to seize their persons and send them to rome it is easy to conjecture what the fate of these noble confessors of the gospel would have been in the dungeons of the papacy a thunderstorm was thus gathering over the head of luther some had been able to persuade themselves after reuchlin's affair that the court of rome would not again make common cause with the dominicans and the inquisitors these however were again in the ascendant and the old alliance was solemnly renewed the bull was published and for ages the mouth of rome had never pronounced a sentence of condemnation without following it up with a death-blow this murderous message was about to issue from the seven hills and attack the saxon monk in his cloister the moment was well chosen there were good grounds for supposing that the new emperor who for many reasons was anxious to obtain the friendship of the pope would hasten to merit it by the sacrifice of an obscure monk leo x the cardinals and all rome were exulting in the belief that their enemy was already in their power End of book six, chapter four.